0: Okay, welcome again uh, to another Scottish documentary podcast. Um, This week, uh, Peter Leichty, I hope I've pronounced that right, taken from a 2010 masterclass, so we're going uh, back a bit there. Speaking about his film, The Sound of Insects, which, if you haven't seen it, um, you're missing a truly inspiring, immersive, and thought-provoking piece of work. I'm about to play a trailer, um, but let me give you a brief summary of what it's about first. It's based on a Japanese fiction novel, um, Until I Am a Mummy, uh, by Shimada Masahiko, and... Um, which looks at the true story of a man who decided to commit suicide by starving himself in the forest. Whilst he did this, he wrote a diary um, documenting the process. So Leichte fuses fiction and documentary together um, a little bit and uses the novel as a narration um, to recreate the experience in a cinematic uh, feature film. I think it took about 60 days for the man to finally die. Uh, the film is online and watchable. Um, I think if you search it on Doc Alliance, it costs about a euro fifty to stream, um, which isn't much. Um, I'd highly, uh, highly recommend. It. It's definitely worth it. I've never seen anything quite like it. Anyway, here's the uh, trailer to give you an idea, and then we'll uh, launch straight into some highlights from the uh, masterclass itself.
1: Everything I needed for my suicide was in my backpack, but I dropped in at a supermarket to buy various things just in case. Candles, batteries for the radio, stomach medicine, eau de cologne, shaving things. Day one. I've given up eating. All I need is a tiny shelter, built using the existing trees. 11th of August. What will I do if someone finds me before I die? Day 17, in the evening I could hear the sound of insects. I'm not alone. The only sound coming from the radio is like the buzzing of a mosquito. There are three candles left.
2: Main uh, main motivation was that I myself was so much uh, um, yeah like struck by this text when I heard it the first time. Without understanding exactly why, I could not say why the text. After I heard it three or four times, I, I it was still a secret what what happened. So I had to do the film to find out the secret, you know and uh, now the film is finished but the secret is still there and now i see it. <laughs> i think that's the good thing about it. that's the quality of this text and the other thing was also it was a challenge a huge challenge for me to leave a text you know not to do what you do uh, normally when you do a fiction you adapt the text and uh, 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 make a literature uh, thing about it you know so i wanted really to Leave the text as it was, and to build the film around it ar- uh, around it and to leave the text so that was uh, I guess there were three very interesting challenges for me to make the text I mean, it's really a, a, and it needed us quite a long time to to, to get some to, to be clear about the perspective we have, you know because I didn't want it to have just a subjective point of view it's not the dead person's voice we hear, it's not the dead person's uh, uh, eyes we're looking through. So I, I go there as a filmmaker to like re-experience the whole thing. Somebody is reading the text which is found in the diary. That was my back uh, mm-hmm. construction. <clears throat> but to, to, to see now in, in the film, I had to be very clear because in a way if you, if you have this, uh, there's many dangers, uh, many dangers, like uh, illustrating the thing, which is not possible. It would be very boring, reducing the text. So <coughs> on the other hand, you cannot do when anything goes, you know? So I had to be very clear about the structure. To make it easy, it's about four tracks I have, the four most important tracks. So as you see, the, the introduction is shot like a fiction it's like a television criminal story we are used to to that kind of news so it's very objective somebody is found a voice is telling what happened and uh, so on and then after the title then comes the title and after the the title we switch into being there we go back and are there here and now i wanted to have it as physical as possible to be there um, like it feels there, that you, you can feel the cold, the humidity, the, also the night, the insects, the, the, the nice parts and the very bad parts in a physical way. And the third level is memory. So he is coming from an urban context. He is of, of obviously, he's anonymous, but obviously he is a man from the city. He's a well-educated person. He read uh, literature. He was listening to classical music and so on, and he, had, he was a very normal person. So, I wanted to have this background at the beginning, like going backwards again, starting with this uh, saloon. Uh, how do you, uh, John, uh, playing pinball? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. As exactly. As well starting there, and then going with the train, the train, and then back to the city. And his last impressions, you know, that uh, are, is the third level of the film, the third track in imaginary. And this is vanishing during the film. It's getting less and less, and in the last third of the film, there's no more city images. They are more and more replaced by the, Fourth track, which is, I call the inner inner images. What, what's going on if you are alone, not only in the forest, if you're alone on your own for a very long time, more, more you have your own. You, you are not watching what's around you. You are not always uh, watching the trees and the birds. You are looking inside. You have, and you're sleeping, and he's sleeping a lot. You have dreams. You have uh, <coughs> longings. You have images from other, and more and more he's hallucinating. You know? The more and more he's coming into the agony and he's also hallucinating. So you see, you have these four tracks of image. This, that's a very strict system I had. But inside this system, I was quite free and quite intuitive.
1: Approach research on on a film like this. I mean, did you beyond you know obviously working with the text? Did you uh, go to the place that where it was supposedly happening? Did you uh, read books on dying or suicide or how did you approach that? <coughs> to get those
2: images. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think them it was very important to have a location, very easy. <coughs> so in the text, it's, uh, which is now off, it's no longer. In the original text, it's it's, uh, it's exact uh, place. It's in uh, some place in Hokkaido in Japan. So I was never there. I just imagined, how does it look like in Hokkaido? Mm-hmm. And that's why, why I went around in Switzerland to find a place who could look like somehow uh, in the wetlands in a high level uh, like Hokkaido. And it was very funny because an old man who was uh, living for 30 years in Japan was one day helping us coming there and he came to the place that it's really it's true it looks like Hokkaido there. So it was kind of intuition we had to find this place. And the other thing was the city how does the city look like? It's not so easy to have a city which is not identifi- uh, which, which you cannot identify. It has to be a normal, average city, somewhere in the civilized world. So <coughs> uh, with, with no Eiffel Tower, no Big Ben, no nothing, so that you don't know where you are. It's somewhere in the world. It's like the forest is some forest in this world. It's some person who dies here it's in some city he's coming from because it's a it's a kind of global medical thing and um, the other thing was because he is not really he was living he was normal i guess he's all we know about him he's not a depressive person he's not complaining uh, he had girlfriends he had a normal life in a way he just didn't feel connected really to to, to the environment he did not He was not uh, happy about what life offered him in the city. So he is there, he sees everything. He's in the middle of things, but he's not really related to it. So that was my instruction for the cameraman, which was not so easy because normally you do the opposite. You send the cameraman and say, focus on this, focus on this or focus on this. I told him, don't focus, you know, (laughs) try to, to do the opposite of focusing. You are there, you see things, but you are not related to things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <coughs> it's very uh, delicate, the editing, because everything is reacting on everything, you know. you have, uh, if, if you, That's why I, I wanted the music, uh, the soundtrack, very early. I was starting with the musician from the beginning, because if you have a piece of wood, and uh, there's a little wind, nothing happening. So it's so important what kind of sound you put, you know. And so we had always to, to uh, watch the reactions, how the material was reacting. So that's why the editing took us quite a long time for this, for this film. And then, of course, the rhythm of the, of the text, you know, of, of language. So. So I would say if if it really works, you know you have a synergy between these three things you have the text, you have the sound, and you have the image if you If you succeed, then it's really like pushing each other to something uh, really strong and if you do it wrong, you know it's like <laughs> it's minus you know so it's it's like wiping out each other if if you put the wrong so that 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 was extremely um, um, interesting, uh, but uh, also extremely uh, costed a lot of energy. And I was very happy to have a good editor to to discuss. I was there every minute during the editing. How long did you
1: edit for? Sorry? How long did you
2: edit for? I would say about 10 months on the whole for me. I mean, the editor was about eight months, and I was always uh, working on the council. Mm -hmm. Oh, how did the film, (laughs) working on the film,
1: sort of define your own relationship with dying
2: or death? Ah. Mm -hmm. (coughs) I would say very normal. I mean, I'm not so much uh, afraid of death, and. but uh, if it's coming close, so maybe it's not true. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, uh, I was not uh, busy with uh, thinking about suicide or things like that. It was not, not at all. And for me, this film is not the more I started to understand what I did during working on this film. For me, it became very clear that I, did a very, that I had a very strong issue about life, not about death. This film is a film about life. So I I wasn't aware when I started. The more I went into it, I saw everything is living and dying, you know, it's getting more and more. And uh, I think I never made a film which uh, is so much uh, alive images, you know. And I did it in a way, at the beginning, I did it unconsciously. And when I started to realize it, of course, I pushed it in more in this direction. So, <clears throat> maybe in this period of my life, it was like uh, the, the will to do a kind of homage uh, at, um, for life, not for death. Because we are so much lost in this globalized world, in a way, you know? It's very difficult to find a hold and your individual power and to to, to, uh, identify with something in this world, you know? And that's what's happening here. But this man is not (coughs) giving up He's provoking life in a very heavy, in a very heavy manner. I mean, in a deadly manner at the end. But he he is not depressive. He's really, he wants life, he's fighting for life with the very la- last power he has. For me, a good film is also is, is, is very um, concrete. It's very concrete. That's what I like about it, so. I mean, it's like uh, really hitting me in, in, in the sense of the world. <coughs> but on the other hand, I also like this uh, drifting between Reality and dream, you know, but that, that's, that's for me also cinema, you know, and it's getting dark, and go to the theater, so we are entering a soon, and I like this soon very much. It's, uh, I'm still looking for it when I go to the theater to enter this soon of cinema, and it's a very, very uh, interesting um, challenge to create this soon. I mean, I can show uh, later on, if you want, to some other uh, uh, clips from from other films, if you want to compare earlier films. So I always try to switch between levels also within the film, not just the object. So (coughs) to compare things, to uh, working with associations. Association? yeah. That's something I have because it's, it's like I'm living like that. I'm marching. I want to work, walk from here to here, you know? But while walking there, I see something there, you know? Then I go there. So if I'm really stubborn, I'm very effective. I go just there. So what? But that's not how I want to work. I want to be influenced by what? I want to be very open and react on everything that happens without really losing the track but as much taking what's happening left and right of the road so that's that's the most exciting um, way to walk around to, to drive with a car or whatever so <coughs> to see as much as possible while coming from a to b so that's 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 what i try to uh, to create in a film could you say something about the, the
0: sound design
2: yeah. Um, yet the initiation to do this film was, as I said, a radio play by musicians. The whole thing was performed by musicians. So I wanted to keep this this music musical. I, it was from the beginning a clear intention to compose the whole thing as like a music piece. No, no, no spot in the film without sound. That's one thing, and the other hand is, if you are in the forest alone, our eye is is not made for this situation. You know, if we, if you go to the forest, especially when it's getting dark, we are lost totally. Our eyes, if if you see the animals in the in, in the in the forest, because there's so many trees and bushes that you don't see far, but you listen. You start to listen. You know the eye the ear is so much more important when you go in the forest, so you start really to create sounds imaginary sounds. It's getting more and more tricky if if it's behind or in front or where it's coming from <coughs> so I thought when I was there to re like to to recreate the feeling I had in the forest for an audience was like I was full of sounds in the forest. And I lost interest of looking with the time. So that that was a strong motivation to have a a strong soundtrack. On the other hand, as a filmmaker, it's not the first time that I had the challenge that I really, I I love music and uh, I I like sound movies and I want them to have sound and image on the same level a balance between sound and... uh, If we have a sound movie, I want to have the value of the sound as good as possible. Unfortunately, we seldom hear it because the equipment in the normal uh, so-called art house, you know, cinemas, is very bad. (laughs) (coughs) But still, I heard it sometimes in the maybe in the sound studio or whatever. So I know the sound is there, (laughs) if you cannot... And and uh, coming back uh, back to Bach, uh, this uh, man uh, who's singing, the singer is is a is a professional opera singer, but he is also working with theater groups. He's he's a great uh, musician. He's working with Malta. I don't know if you know Malta. This is a, a kind of musical theater, and he's working with free jazz musicians also. So he's doing both. <coughs> he's uh, he's uh, earning his money in the opera, and he's uh, uh, really interested, st- very strong in improvised music. So I had the perfect link between my two tracks in, the, in music. And I was the, my instruction for the musician was that he should create as much sounds as possible, natural sounds by music. So I told him, bring me wind, bring me insects, bring me uh, like uh, wood, whatever, storm with music. So whenever it was possible to create it by music, by instruments, we did it and mix it a little bit with natural sounds. to, To have not, I didn't want to have The more, the longer the film goes, the more we we lose the natural track of sounds. And it's going to be an imaginary soundtrack. There's one thing, you know, when I compare my work with the work of musicians, I'm always jealous. I'm jealous for, especially for one thing, because they are so spontaneous. It's happening now. They have to be prepared. They have to be fit when they go on stage. And then it's happening. That's it, finish, you know. And they have to be spontaneous, and they are free in expressing themselves. They can improvise, they can react on moments. And actually, I try to refine this freedom in working by giving myself a very strong structure, like rules. You know? And then I hope to find kind of freedom within this structure. Otherwise it's impossible because film is, is the opposite of spontaneous. That's, um, I guess that's very important with all my films because I am I, looking for my freedom also as an artist in expressing myself. But before that I have to prepare myself very carefully and to give me very strict rules. And the other thing is personal... Yeah, that's sometimes very critical. <laughs> to find, to, to, to feel the border between personal and private. You know? Private is, is boring for the others. And personal, I think, is interesting. Um, because I'm looking for personal films. Even in fiction, in everything, I'm, I hate, for, for me, a film who is not personal means it's like an uh, anonymous letter somehow it's like a, i'm not interested to read it because i want to feel uh, i want to feel the emotions i want to feel uh, uh, of of the director of the of the artist behind i want to feel his specific uh, perspective his per, uh, specific view if if i want to feel that he is angry when he's uh, doing something i want to feel that he's happy or that he's very emotional that he's sad or whatever. I want to feel that when I see the movie. I want to feel this passion. If I don't feel that, I have a, a problem with my approach to it. In that kind, I'm, I, I personally like these movies. But of course, it's a matter of taste also. And I guess that's why all my films have a little bit this approach. Even, uh, even other films, I did.
0: Well, there we are. Like I said, um, get watching The Sound of Insects online if you can, you won't regret it. Um, video clips of this class will be online too at the moment as well, um, in the usual spot under the Masterclasses tab on the website, alongside uh, plenty others. That's uh, scottdoc.com. Um, anyway, uh, that's goodbye from uh, from me in a slightly rainy, um, rainy office in the heart of Edinburgh, and uh, we'll uh, catch you later.